We've got the very latest on Cooper Cup. Will he be playing this week? The Rams sign a cornerback. And where were the Rams ranked in the first power rankings of the season? That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your four-time champion Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcast, Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Rams YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and let us know, can the Rams tread water without Cooper Cup? My name is Doug McKay, my friends call me DMAC, you can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over decades. Lakers for SI, the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation, and now the Rams for Locked On. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's Andrea's eighth season covering the team. He's known the streets as the people's champ. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And just a reminder, this episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL or enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a water bottle with your order. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. I'm rocking some right now. But Travis, we've got a lot to get into on this show. We've got game week. It yeah. is underway. We've got football, regular season football this Sunday. And on today's show, we're talking about the Rams in the power rankings, where they sit as we begin the season. The Rams make a signing over the weekend. We're going to talk about the latest on the Cooper Cup injury. But first, I don't know if you saw this, Travis, but Matthew Stafford, he threw out the first pitch at the Dodgers game. It was right down the middle. A great pitch. And did you know, here's a fun fact. I don't know if you knew this. Did you know that Clayton Kershaw and Matthew Stafford were teammates and grew up together? I had heard that once or twice before. I that that goes right up there with Jerome Bettis playing in the Super Bowl of his hometown of Detroit back in the day. That uh, was the story that couldn't get enough of. It. Uh, look, Dodgers may need him. There, there's a lot going on in the Dodger universe, but uh, a lot going on in the Ram universe as well. It's football season, D-Mac. Let's go. Let's go. It's here. Let's get into it. So, unfortunately, I wish we were at full strength going into this season opener. We have an update on the Cooper Cup injury. So, it's looking more and more like the Rams will be without Cooper Cup in their season opener when they take on the Seahawks this Sunday up in Seattle. And Ian Rappaport, he reported Saturday that Cup is in Minnesota to see a specialist about his hamstring issue, hoping to find out the root cause of the injury. Rappaport also added that while the Rams haven't made a determination about Cup's week one status, it's likely they're going to hold him out for the season opener against Seattle because they don't want to risk injury in the first game of the season and potentially sidelining him for even longer. So for mm-hmm. For me, I think this adds more concern to how I feel about Cooper Cup. I think this offense absolutely runs through him. It's absolutely imperative that he gets back on the field as soon as possible. And I don't feel any better about this recent development. No, this is, quite frankly, about the worst thing that you could see short of a season-ending injury before the season has even started. Let's go back to when, you know, he suffered the injury in training camp. It's like, oh, well, he's going to miss a little time. Okay, how much time? Well, maybe a couple of weeks. Well, it was a lot longer than that. Is he going to be ready for the beginning of the season? Yep, sure, he's going to be ready at the beginning of the season. 
Well, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. And I think the most ominous turn of events is that he had to go get a, a an opinion from a quote unquote specialist, right? That this isn't a typical hamstring injury where the Rams training staff or the Rams medical staff are, are you know, able to deal with this entirely on their own because it's something they see over and over again. That's fine. That's, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's football and guys get hurt and pull muscles, whatnot. That this requires the expertise of a specialist halfway across the country means that Nobody's quite sure exactly what it is. At least that's how I'm interpreting it. If this were just a traditional muscle pull or strain or whatever, you wait, you take your treatment, you get back and you go play, but that they're already aggressively trying to find uh, other opinions, other courses of treatment is very, very bad news for the Rams because as the everydayers know, DMAC, uh, he's number two on the list, right? Matthew Stafford's number one, Cup's number two, Donald's number three on your most important players coming into the season. And before we've played a single snap that he's already less than 100% unavailable to go, this is very, very difficult news for the Rams. Absolutely. He's 100% the most important part of this team for everyone not named Matthew Stafford, right? You need someone to get him the ball, but Cooper yep. Cup is someone that this offense needs to score points. You accounted for 35% of their production last year before getting injured. It's like going to a tailgate and having no beer there, right? You need him. He's essential part of the success of this team. And I think for me, I do like the fact that they are exploring ways to keep him healthy. They're not just saying, okay, is your typical hamstring soft tissue injury and they're just going to kind of play it by ear. They look like they're exploring every single way they can get him back on the field and keep him on the field because of how important it is. But I think that at this point, it's safe to say, especially when you read into Sean McVay's comments about getting him performance ready, right, that they are going to slow play this. They are not going to rush him back. And if that's the case, you're going to need these guys to step up. And I think one name I think we really didn't touch on too much last week when we first started talking about this is Van Jefferson. Can yeah. Van Jefferson help this team tread water without Cooper Cup? Can he be a legitimate wide receiver one? I think it's more wide receiver by committee. You kind of split things around. You kind of mix things up. But we talk about Van Jefferson. He's someone that has the potential. He can be a deep threat. He can't do what Cooper Cup does, but I still think he does have the skill set to, at the very least, become a nice target for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, they, to answer the question, can he replace? No, he can't. Cooper Cup's one of the best in the business. Cooper Cup is on a short list with Justin Jefferson, you know, a handful of Devontae Adams, but Cooper Cup's on that list. He's one of the best guys at the entire in the entire league at the wide receiver position, and he's unavailable. Van Jefferson, we're trying to figure out if he can be a good enough player to be a number two, and now all of a sudden he's got to be a number one. That's a pretty big step up. That's a, that that that's asking a lot for a guy, uh, and quite frankly, it's asking too much. This, like, like you said, DMAC, this is something that's going to have to be done by committee. This is going to put a great deal of impetus on Sean McVay to get creative in his play calling. This puts a lot of, uh, you know, responsibility in the hands of Matthew Stafford to find other guys. We know how reliant he was in Cooper Cup over this couple of years uh, as the Rams quarterback. I think it puts a lot of pressure on Tyler Higby to become more of a weapon at the tight end position. I think it puts a lot of pressure on Cam Akers at that running back position. They're going to have to find offense and other places problem is you're not just replacing your number one guy you're replacing arguably the number one guy maybe he's not the best wide receiver in football right now but you're not getting too far down that list before you get to cooper cup's name it is a big loss and and to back to your point about whether or not he'll be performance ready that that feels like a long way away hopefully by the time we see him in week two against errors or excuse me against san francisco week three in cincinnati against the Bengals, all of these things have come together by then 
but I'm not optimistic. This is, you know, it, this has been weeks and, you know, bordering on months long of rehab and we're not able to get him on the field right now. This is a big deal. And I do not see anybody on that roster. that's going to be able to pick up the slack. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I think this whole idea of, okay, Cooper Cup's out and they're going to be just fine or they're going to be a team that's still going to contend or do or for the playoffs is kind of ridiculous. I mean, heading into this season, the expectations were, I don't know, not really good for this team. Then you lose Cooper Cup, who's essential to this offense. But I do yeah. think if you want to spin a positive, you could say that, okay, if he's only going to be out for two or three games, this allows Matthew Stafford to develop some chemistry and rapport with some of the other receivers. He can find some other targets like a Van Jefferson, when you look at his ability to take the top off of defenses in 2021, he had a 63.8% success rate on nine routes. And I think that's something that this team needs because when Cooper cup comes back, that's not what he does, right? You're going to see him in the slot. You're going to see Van Jefferson on the outside. So I think developing chemistry with Van Jefferson early, if this is something that comes from it, if they do it successfully, you could definitely feel good about that. And also breaking in some of these other receivers can Tutu Atwell take the top off defenses and have a good start to the season. Can we see something from Puka Nakua early? Because I think that kind of the narrative heading into this year was that Puka was going to contribute in some capacity, but now they might need it earlier than later. And also like the fact you got a Ben Skoranek, you have a veteran receiver in Demarcus Robinson. Are all those guys Cooper Cup? No. Will they ever be top five guys? No. But still, I think that the cupboard isn't necessarily bare. And I like the name you brought up too. I think this is really not necessarily about the receivers. It's about Tyler Higby. It's yeah. about the running game. It's about maybe seeing some 12 personnel, some 21 personnel and establishing the run. So if this changes their priorities, maybe it could be a good thing in the long run. Well, I think the changing of the priorities that you bring up too is it, it could just accelerate the plan that you and I have talked about already, which is what are what, what are the Rams trying to get done this year? If this gets off to a, you know, we, we talked about this last week too, how important that Seattle game is. That could determine whether, as weird as it sounds, whether you're three and three through six games or whether you're 0 and, 0 and six or one and five, it could really be a huge difference right there. And without him, it gets so much more challenging. Now, if you do get off to a, a, a difficult start and you do drop two or three or four or five games right out of the chute, then I think it's very clear what happens moving forward. I think what happens is you start to think about the future. I think that maybe you start to see some things that happened a year ago. I know we haven't even taken one snap in week one, but that's how big of a deal this is. The Cooper Cup is down, that these are the sorts of thoughts that start going through your head. NFL is always about next man up, the guy that can do the next thing for you. But the fact of the matter is there is not another number 10 on that roster, and they're going to really struggle to find production. Absolutely. So the most important thing is get cut back and keep him back. And I think the fact that that's a priority, that's definitely something that is a good thing as well. But when they need him back, this offense runs through him in. They need him back as soon as humanly possible. But and coming up in our next segment, the Rams did make a signing over the weekend. They added a cornerback. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. All right. Football season is here. It kicks off this Thursday, and there is no better way to get in on the action than with underdog fantasy and their pick'em game. You just pick between two to five players, select whether they're going to go higher or lower on their stats, then you do what you usually do, spending kickoff night doing, watching football, right? You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, 
but you can win real money. It's legal in over 30 states, and it is an incredible amount of fun. If you want to build your dream today, head over to their easy-to-use mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code Locked On, not only will Underdog double your first deposit up to $100, but they also have a Pick'em special live now in their Pick'em lobby. Patrick Mahomes just has to get one yard for your pick to be correct. I like your chances. Remember, that's Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with the promo code Locked On. Use the link in the description or scan the QR code if you're watching us on YouTube. And we're off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for being Locked On Rams. Your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever your podcast, Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And another shout out to our everyday listeners. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode. And you can join the Everyday Listeners Club too. Membership is 100% free. And you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our second segment, you know I love me a signing. You know I love me a player acquisition. And the Rams, they brought in cornerback Duke Shelley. So the Rams, after going with just five cornerbacks on their initial 53-man roster, they signed the former Vikings cornerback to the active roster. So not the practice squad, the active roster. And he signed with the Raiders back in March, but he was cut last week. And the Rams, they got a long look at him during those joint practice sessions. He was ultimately cut by Las Vegas. But I really like this signing. We're going to get into this. But the first thing I want to point out is the fact that he was one of the most productive cornerbacks last year. He had an overall PFF grade of 84.9. That was the third best of any quarterback who played a minimum of 162 coverage snaps. Only Sauce Gardner and Patrick Sertan were grade higher. So I think it's a quality addition. I, I do too. I, I think that it speaks to where they are as a team. Again, think about what they've done over the last, you know, three, four weeks or so. We've seen them go out and bring in John Johnson. We've seen them go out and get Duke Shelley. That this is a area of concern coming into the season in that secondary, whether it's at corner, whether it's at safety. And they've addressed it with 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 two guys that have proven to be NFL players. Like you just said, this is not a, hey, let's just see what happens. These guys can play. Now, whether or not they're great players, Time will tell, but they're competent NFL players. Uh, I think if I were another corner on this team, if I were another safety on this team and seeing them go outside the building to find guys probably would not fill me with confidence about my particular future at those positions that they were willing to make a move at this point in the season. But I do think it helps. Look, the the Rams are going to be in a dogfight 17 times this year. I really don't think that there's any game that they're going to have where you just walk onto the field and feel really good about what it is. I also don't think there's going to be a ton of games where you walk out there and you feel really bad about what's going to happen. But having a guy here or there, having a Shelley, having a Johnson, just some veteran guys that have been around the block a few times should really help in the secondary where you are so young, so inexperienced. Having a veteran voice back there should help a lot. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think it really speaks to what they're trying to do this year. They want to plug guys in that fit right in. And he's someone that schematically makes a ton of sense. And that's the first reason that I just love about bringing him into the system. I mean, he played under defensive quarter Ed Donatel with the Vikings. Of course, he played under Vic Fangio in Denver and in Chicago. And since Brand Staley took over in 2020, now Raheem Morris, they've been running the version of Vic Vangio's system. So you can plug him right in. You can play him in the slot. You can play him on the outside. He played primarily at slot with the Bears. You played 
primarily outside of the Vikings last year. But I think that really is a very telling sign about what the Rams are trying to do with their secondary. You want that positional versatility. And right now, Akella Witherspoon, he's going to be a guy you're going to see on the outside. But look what we saw with Darius Williams. He was undersized. He played a boundary corner role. Trey Tomlinson is someone that can learn from him. So, yeah, not the fastest, most athletic guy, but I like him. So I think this is definitely going to be a really nice signing. I see people out there, they're saying, okay, Oh yeah, he's a he's a dollar menu signing. I don't know about you, but I like some items off the dollar menu. Man, you get a frosty, you can get a potato <laughs> burrito at Taco Bell. So I think it's a quality dollar menu signing that I think can help this team because statistically, he was one of the better cornerbacks in the league last year. Yeah, look, I, I just because he's available doesn't mean he can't play. Just because he may not be a, an All Pro or a name that makes you go, "Oh my gosh, we got you know this guy or the other guy." It's it's not Patrick Sertain Jr. It's it's not one. Okay, fine. It doesn't mean he's not better than what you have. And I think that's what this team's going to be. I, I think Deepak is as we get deeper into this season, as you and I are breaking this down week to week, we're going to have a different guy every week say, "Oh, you know who looked pretty good." And it's going to be somebody like Duke Shelley. And it's, it's going to be somebody like John Johnson. It's going to be somebody like Trey Tomlinson, where week to week, you're going to see good performances. The question is, do you get enough of those performances on the same week where the secondary is good? Or is it going to be a guy here and a guy there? And I think that's the, the challenge that Raheem Morris is facing, is finding a way to put all these pieces who individually, I'm sure that they're going to have some good performances over the course of the season. But as an 11-man unit, as a defense, and then maybe even as a you know a six-man or a seven-man unit back in the back end of this defense, what does it look like? That's the challenge. And I think they're trying to find that formula. They're trying to find the right group of guys. And that's why you're seeing so many guys come in and out because – we just haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen that group of four DBs or that group of five DBs that make you feel really good about what you're seeing. So they're going to continue to turn that group over until they find something that's NFL caliber. Yeah, it's a great point. I think that throughout this season, you're going to see guys that are going to be those bright spots that we're going to highlight. And this is someone who could potentially be that. But another subtopic here is this late addition. Is it a telling sign that maybe there is an injury to their secondary that we don't know about yet? We haven't seen that first injury report, but he does provide some much added depth. He also could be a third string star role, right? You can play that star role behind Kobe Durant and Sean Jolly. So I love this signing. I think it was a really nice pickup here late heading into the season, but I do feel good overall about this secondary. I mean, I'm really high on Kobe Durant. It's not just because he's got a million dollar megawatt smile and he's cool. And I have a sucker for guys that have that swag, right? It's because I think he has a lot of potential. I mean, you're talking about someone that played 13 games as a rookie had three interceptions it returned them for a total of 151 yards that was the most by any player in the nfl one of them was a pick six so i think that maybe kobe durant could be a potential star in this team if they do make the playoffs maybe he even gets into the pro bowl i think there is some talent along this secondary and i think it's better with these veteran additions late I think we're going to find out what we don't know on Sunday afternoon. We're going to get a better idea of who, who's healthy, who's not healthy, who maybe is ready for this, who maybe needs a little bit more time, uh, a little bit more seasoning to get ready for NFL football. This is what this season is going to be for the Rams. And if they can stack some wins along the way, great. Knock out two things at the same time. Win some games, develop your guys, find out like you're saying about a guy like Kobe Durant. Hey, is this a guy that we want to pay? Is this a guy that we can build some uh, a position around, a positional group around? 
or or not. And, and that's what this is going to be. And we're going to get a good chance on Sunday to see it because they're playing against a team that I think a lot of people have picked for the playoffs in Seattle. A lot of people that are thinking to give the Niners a run for their money for the division title. And this is the beginning of seeing what you have and what maybe you need to work on. And especially at certain positions and corner is certainly one of those positions. And, you know, you and I talked about this, you know, in leading up to week one, what does it feel like in week eight? What does it feel like in week 14? I think we're going to have different temperatures at different times and we finally get to see it. And look, I, I'm optimistic, but I'm also a realist in knowing that if this game ends on Sunday afternoon and the Rams give up a bunch of points, it's part of the process. It's part of getting ready for what's going to happen in seasons after this. Absolutely. And I think that the cornerbacks, the secondary, I think they're going to click before the defensive line, the young and experienced yeah, defensive I line. I expect true. them to have more success early on this season. And after watching last year, it was so infuriating to watch that quick game, to watch that death by paper cuts. And nothing that that he brings in Duke is that he's a guy who's great in sticky coverage. He can play yep. tight coverage. He's aggressive. And I think that's something that this organization that they're looking at, they want guys that can go up there and make some plays and be pit bulls down there. So I definitely like this signing of Duke Shelley, but you're probably going to be a little disappointed by where the Rams came in, in the first power rankings, but that's coming up next on locked on Rams. All right. Our partners at eBay motors have teamed up with locked on fantasy football host, Vinny Eiler to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long, whether you're preparing for a draft or scouting the waiver wire Every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prepped underway for the upcoming season, we're getting close. You should draft by now. Let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. If you need an undervalued running back to help you give your fantasy football team a smoother ride in 2023, look to Bill's second-year man, James Cook. Cook will have a key receiving role, but can also earn more touches than that because of his explosive ability versus older, injury-prone Damian Harris. Dalvin's brother also plays in a high-scoring offense where there'll be plenty of pleasing big play chances. Vinny Eiler from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship and eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And of course, that is the same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride runs smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your ride the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you'll know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for being a Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another reminder, be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Rams YouTube channel. Just past 8,000 subscribers, trying to get to 9,000, so be sure to head over there and let us know. How do you feel about where the Rams are ranked in the first release of the Power Rankings? I also want to say, Travis, that I still drafted Cooper Cup high in my fantasy league. I just want to put that positive energy out there. Even last year, he was on pace to even pass that 2021 
triple crown season. So see him dropping in drafts. Don't <laughs> doubt Cooper Cup. But Travis, here in our last segment, I don't know how I feel about power rankings. Me, when it comes to power rankings, I'm like, power rankings are stupid. Then also me reads power rankings and then me again gets mad about power rankings. So right. I don't know where you stand with power rankings, but no matter what list you look, the Rams are ranked either 29th. That's the highest I've seen. The NFL has them at 30th. Only the Cardinals and the Texans are behind them. And for me, I have a little issue with this statement. It says the Rams have three players that the common fan has heard of. And one of them, Cooper Cup, is hurt and his status for week one is up in the air. I don't care how good a coach Sean McVay is. It didn't do anything for them in 2022 and it won't get them very far this year. They're relying on several unproven players to start and heavily contribute to put any sort of faith in them being good as a football team is not a good idea. But my reaction to that is, do you not realize they had tons of injuries last year? And I think that Sean McVay is a coach that does move the needle. Yeah. So first things first, I'm exact. Power rankings don't mean anything until my team is not ranked where I think they're supposed to be ranked. And then they mean a great deal to me. Um, yeah. I don't agree with the assessment about Sean McVay. I think Sean McVay is a difference maker. I think Sean McVay would have won more than five games last year if they would have had even something approaching a normal amount of injuries on that offensive line that l last year, I've said it a million times. You almost have to throw it away. What happened to that offensive line was so out of the, the the realm of possibility where they didn't play the same five guys until week 13. That's not how this is supposed to go. If that had just been half of that, I think that your win total is very different. I think you see a lot more of Matthew Stafford. I think you see more of Cooper Cup because I think that those guys are able to get more protected because the offensive line is better. Look, what that said might be true. If you went and asked some random person in a mall in Portland, Oregon, name name Rams players, I think that's probably fair. They're probably not getting three past Donald Cup and Stafford. That doesn't matter. That, that, that doesn't mean that they can't win some games. It means they don't have a lot of stars. And I think that the juxtaposition of what this team is relative to what we've seen from some other Rams teams in the past where it was nothing but stars is a little jarring. But Matthews, or excuse me, but Sean McVay knows what he's doing. Sean McVay, given time to work with the same guys over a period of time, will win games. I don't think they're going to win 13 games, but I also don't think that if everybody stays healthy enough that they're going to win two or three. I think this is a team that if everything breaks right, they got a chance to be somewhere in the middle of the pack. If a thing or two breaks wrong, and we've already seen one go wrong, then all bets are off and who knows what happens. Exactly. I think that it's fair to say that you don't know a lot of the people, a lot of the players on this roster, just because a lot of them are draft picks, they're young and experienced. Yep. We understand that. And also, too, it's tough to really rank this team because you just don't know what you don't know with these guys until you see them in action on the field in a regular season setting. So I understand that. But I do think, like you said, coaching matters. I think yep. this is such a huge year for Sean McVay. He's re-energized. He's reinvigorated. We saw what he did in 2017 coming off a 4-12 and season, leads them to an 11-5 and year, and they make the playoffs. So I think that he's excited about the possibility of shocking the NFL world and making a playoff push. And look, the reality is, not only was the offensive line bad last year, not only were they decimated by injuries, but they also lost Aaron Donald, they lost Cooper Cup, and they lost Matthew Stafford too. So to use anything that happened last year as an indicator of success or failure this year is just an exercise in futility. It, there is no connection. And if you can guarantee me 16, 17 healthy games of Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald, we're clearly not going to get that with Cooper Cup at this point. 
I think the coaching moves the needle to the point where, yeah, you're going to win more than five games, right? There is a chance if you win some games against your division opponent, you find a way to split with the 49ers, you find a way to split with the Seattle Seahawks, and you have some upset games. You are going to have some upsets. And I think that's something that Rams fans should be focused on is that, yeah, you look at these projections, you look at these power rankings. The reality is that when this team starts their season up in Seattle, by the after that game, then we can truly reassess and recalibrate expectations after those first couple of games. Yeah, look, I, I think you said something really important. I, and I think that Sean McVay is all in on this. He he was ready for this season this year. Last year, you could see it that you know, Sean McVay is known for being a great offensive coach and being incredibly enthusiastic and high energy and positive. He's a wonderfully up guy. And last you could tell it weighed on him that, that, that this is a defending Super Bowl champion that just got off to a terrible start and it got worse from there. They just never really clicked and you could feel the weight of that on their head coach. This is a different expectation coming in. I think that you're going to see the positive up, energetic, you know, incredibly dynamic Sean McVay all over again because that's what he was – he knows what this is. He knows what this is going to feel like going into the season, and I think that's going to serve him and the team really, really well. Even if it doesn't lead to a ton of wins, I think it's a step in the right direction, and it starts on Sunday – they got their hands full. It's on the road. It's in the division. So it's going to be a difficult challenge. But I do think that Sean McVay is up for it. He's absolutely up for it. He's hungry. As Raheem Morris says, this defense is younger, young and hungry. And we were on the Locked on Rams preview show. The question was, what was the biggest move in the offseason for the NFC West? And a lot of people said Javon Hargrave. I said the biggest acquisition was getting Sean McVay back because I think he was yep. truly out the door. And I think they brought him back. And I think that he's all in moving forward. So to me, when you have a superstar, superstar head coach, you have a superstar quarterback is a quarterback's and head coach's league, I think you always give yourself a chance to win games. Yeah. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X at DMAC underscore LA. You can follow Travis Rogers, the people's champ, at Travis Rogers on X. And until next time, whose house is Locked On Rams' house?